ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. So today we are recapping season four, episode one, Defending <laughs> Your Honor. This is the home stretch, guys. I'm sad. I'm emo. I am too. I can't believe we're on season four. I know. Yeah. And what is it, like eight episodes or something or 10 episodes? It's going to go by so fast. I think maybe we'll just start recapping again from the list <laughs> of three people who just watched the series. And <laughs> Literally just watched. It would be an interesting perspective because it's been almost <laughs> two years now since we watched the first episode. Honestly, yeah. Like exactly, basically two years. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the original air date was January 4th, 2011. Um. We're almost exactly, what is, how many years? 12 years from that date. Um, or 13 years. 13 years. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's crazy. Taylor's lucky number. <laughs> a reputation Easter egg. <laughs> this is a reputation Easter egg. Um, so it was directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Matt Whitney. The IMDb summary is Casey investigates why she got rejected from CRU Law School. And I just want to say up at the top, I felt like this could have been a series finale. Yeah. Actually, same. Like, I personally love, like, a book or a movie that ends not with, like, a cliffhanger necessarily, but just very open-ended, like a ladybird ending where, like, mm-hmm. life is in you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love, like, a cyclical ending but that isn't like neatly tied up like something that just like and that really felt like this whole episode like I was almost like confused by it being a first episode of the season it felt like an ending but I guess it is the ending of the show and it's opening up into that ending I don't know yeah I also felt like it was kind of shot more like a movie (laughs) yes I agree aesthetically yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Like, I feel like this could have been like a supersized episode to end the show. Yeah, like it felt like the difference of when you were watching an episode of Liz McGuire and then the Liz McGuire movie comes on and you're like, this looks different. Right, right. For those yeah. who need to know the difference between a TV show and a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From a TV show and when the TV show becomes a movie or like, I feel like iCarly had a movie at one point. I think Zoe Did 101 it? had one. Oh my god, I don't remember either of those. I, I think Zoe 101's was called Spring Breakup, if I'm if my memory serves me. Oh my god, and I just remember they had that movie come out like last year. Yeah. Zoe 101? I, I yeah, know, but I feel like the ethics of watching that were questionable at best. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it got like decent reviews. I don't know anyone that watched it. So, oh wait this is the zoe 101 reboot i was talking thing. about the zoe 101 like no i know we know no, i know you were talking <laughs> about a movie when oh no were, i have not watched the reboot i will yeah. not be watching that no i know you can't it's no, like I swimming support it's like swimming with dolphins at this point or like going to sea world i know i would only watch it if i walked into a room and it was playing and the remote <laughs> was out of batteries and you couldn't change it that's the only thing yeah down <laughs> yeah and jamie yeah, lynn I... spears was there and she was like you must watch this i turn what around would... and the door's locked what would you rather watch aaron 
the cheaper by the dozen reboot that we watched during the <laughs> pandemic was <laughs> or the zoe 101 reboot well i think the answer lays in the truth is that we watched end to end the cheaper by the dozen reboot was i didn't even bad. know there was a cheaper by the dozen reboot <laughs> horrific and i guess i would watch it again you would watch i did it. used to have a crush on zach braff if, if it was that or the zoe 101 movie i don't want to give money to that yeah i know maybe i would steal someone's login to watch it i don't know if i could watch the cheaper by the dozen reboot again that was the worst movie i've ever seen in my life and i've watched a lot of shit movies we should oh, it was a movie <laughs> yeah thomas you have to watch it just to see the worst thing you've ever seen in it. like it will actually make you have so much more love for any other type of cinema it's the worst thing i've ever seen oh my god wait i hardly remember it we were like screaming by the end. I don't know why we didn't. No, I know. That. I remember you had no choice. It, but it I was don't like, remember. It was like 2020. Like we, I don't like. I don't think we felt like we had a choice. We were all desperate for like any any content. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, let's... Anyway, I just had to bring that up. Okay. <laughs> so the first scene of this episode it begins at graduation. And Dean Bowman is giving a speech. Rusty is taping on his little video camera. Alan Ruck check. <laughs> yes, Alan Ruck is there. He is speaking. He is inspiring the CRU grads. And Ashley, so Ashley and Casey are in their cap and gowns. And Ashley gets a text from Faith, Faith Flowers, her new boss in New York City, who is super stoked to work with her. And Casey and Ashley are like, we can't believe we're graduating. And then they say in tandem, we're so grown up and then jinx each other. It's cute. It and Evan shushes them. Playfully. Playfully. He, he smirks. Gleefully. Like, Here we are. I know. And this whole time I'm like, I can't believe we're already at graduation. Like there was no warning. <laughs> I know. I thought we were going to pick up in Myrtle Beach. I know. So, um, Casey kind of looks back and, you know, we assume she's looking for Cappy. Uh, I don't think she's like looking for anyone else at that point. Cause she's kind of like, mm -hmm. okay, where are you? This is my graduation. The last time we saw them, they were breaking up on the boardwalk. Yeah. Really so, unceremoniously. Yeah. And that was months ago. That was spring break. This is graduation. If you didn't already know it's graduation. <laughs> So um, Calvin and Heath are sitting together. So, you know, we imagine that they also like we we kind of saw them get back together in spring break. But now they're like officially back together. Mm -hmm. And Heath gets upset when Calvin mentions the flirty straight guy who is graduating. And then they like mm -hmm. are kind of teasing each other and then they kiss. I just wrote OMG. Yay. Yeah, we love. <laughs> and then Dale points out Casey because um, they're like Rusty and Dale are kind of looking for Casey. And he says he could spot those blonde locks in the middle of a Swedish flea market. <laughs> they're also at one point, Rusty, Dale and Rebecca's right behind them. They're pointing out everyone in the crowd the way that um, the waitresses in Greece are pointing out everyone on the dance at on on the television. Oh, they are. They're Sandy. They're like so excited. Oh my gosh, they totally are. And Dale whips out a sign that says, Love you, Casey. And Rebecca is like sitting right behind them and she gets annoyed. Um, Dean Bowman 
Because she, okay. well, she says, I want to see my boyfriend. Greg. Yes, her boyfriend, because they're also officially back together. Yes. Cute. And uh, Dean Bowman finishes his speech saying, just a reminder, there are no refunds to like a crowd that is absolutely silent. Nobody laughs at this joke at all. It's painfully awkward. Um, there's nothing worse than like a bad graduation speech. And he does say, a wise man once said, the grand essentials of happiness are something to do. The camera pans to Ashley, something to love. Camera points to Rebecca and something to hope for. And the camera pans to Casey as she spots Cappy in the crowd. Oh my gosh. And we totally have that too. Something to do. Recap Greek. Something, something to, to love, love. Each other. <laughs> something, something to, to hope, hope for. for. A show that people are excited for us to recap next that we'll think of. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, this is quite cinematic. I would say it's like, this is where it starts. It's like, we are, is this a Lizzie McGuire movie? Is this Zoe 101 Spring Breakup? No, this is Greek season four, episode one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're after graduation, runs... Runsty, Rusty runs <laughs> up to Casey and gives her a hug. Um, there's a lot of sibling, a lot of sibling love in this app. Uh, yeah, and he's filming with a camcorder literally every second. He's literally every film. moment, which is cute. Like, I think actually that would be kind of fun to look back on. Yeah. And Ashley's getting really excited about, she's getting really excited to move to New York, which all three of us can relate to. Yeah. And Ashley's like, Casey, can't you just move to D.C. now? But we learn here that Casey has to stay at CRU all summer to do law school prep because GW doesn't offer this. <laughs> law school prep. Okay. Law school prep for the people who decided they wanted to go to law school three months before graduation. Yeah, she has to do like a full course load of like everything pre-law <laughs> in one summer. <laughs> And Rusty then presents Ashley with a gift. It's like a taxi whistle. And he's like, it's for hailing taxis. And Ashley's kind of like, uh, okay. And that's when Casey also passes the proverbial torch to Rusty as the lone cart ride on campus. And then like, we kind of see her spot Evan and Rebecca kissing. Yeah. And like that kind of sparks her to say, you know, I wish Cappy had said something. And then all of a sudden we see Cappy approach and Casey starts panicking. Like, she's like, this could be our final farewell. Like, what is he going to say? Oh my gosh, this could be the last time we talk. And then he approaches her, pauses, and then says, well, nice hat. And just walks away. He looks really good in it, by the yes. way. He's wearing aviators and he is looking mature, but he's not... This was really like, I was like, okay, so I see he's still on his worst behavior. Well, and also before he runs away, Rusty says like, can I leave? Like, I don't want a repeat of Cinco de Mayo. So clearly. Oh yeah. Cinco de Mayo keeps coming up. We're like, what happened? Clearly they've been like going at it. And she, and at that point, Casey says like, that was the tequila talking. So they've been fighting whenever they're drunk and out, which is like, there was definitely those couples as you were either graduating or just like the ones like every time they, when they broke up, like they would be out and then there would be some kind of kerfuffle. And I feel like that was probably what was going on. Oh yeah. And you know, it's bad when Casey's off her lemon drops and on tequila shots. Yeah. And oof, nice hat. 
I would have been, I would have seen oh. red. Yeah, no, that was unacceptable. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. And just wait. Just wait till we learn more about where Cappy has been. Um. So now, okay, now we have a three-month time jump. Literally, like, this. <laughs> like, this is the first time I think we've had a, a time jump. I mean, and maybe, I guess maybe when we did the flashbacks, but those were like. Well, I think it would have made more sense. And I'm just putting my director's cap on here. But I think it would have made more sense to have the time jump at the very, at the season three finale. Like you leave them at Myrtle Beach, then you have a three month time jump and you watch them graduate. And then you pick up the beginning of the season where we end after this time jump. Yeah. Like having it in the middle of the episode as opposed to separated by a break is confusing. What about no time jump and we get <laughs> a full length season? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is- possibility as well I would have loved to see like more summer at CRU law school prep what happened and so yeah it's three months later show us Cinco de Mayo come on show us Cinco de Mayo show us so we're at Rusty and Dale's apartment and Dale is dressed in this short sleeve button up with a tie and he's really excited he's starting at ZBZ Hasher and um He's also said he's moved on from Laura and he's looking for someone else. So he's kind of dressing to impress here. And Calvin is doing research for the Capitao Omega Chi truce because they're going to be doing a four pack. And he is doing gladiator research because he wants to do a toga party. Takes so much research. (laughs) And then Calvin says that Cappy will be on board and he's like, where is Cappy? Like, is he back yet? And this is where we learned that Cappy took a road trip all summer and didn't say goodbye or anything to Casey. Or to anyone. Or anyone. Yeah. And Rusty's like visibly upset by this and like annoyed. I'm so team Rusty this episode. Same. I'm obsessed with Rusty this episode. Same. Never thought I'd say it, but like, I'm like, I I get it. Showing up to show out. Also, he would be like a hashtag van life guy. Like, you know, realistically post, if he ever did graduate, Cappy is buying a van off of Craigslist and like putting a sink in it and then posting pictures all over Instagram of like different beaches that he's sleeping in the parking lot of. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah I'm like, like over posting yeah all the time but then talking about like the day da- like writing long like soliloquies about like the dangers of social media and like and how, it's because like- he gets like tricked by like an instagram model who's catfishing <laughs> him like that's his qualm with social media <laughs> <laughs> sorry he might-, he might remind me of someone i know i don't know <laughs> He, like, maybe joins a cult for, like, a little bit, pops in and out of there, Van takes him somewhere else, he leaves. Yeah. Yeah, and so Rusty just finishes the scene by saying, I'm sure Cappy will do something. And we're like, yeah, we sure hope so. (laughs) So. Yeah, like, so he'll probably say goodbye to Casey, like, last minute, because he does everything last minute. Yeah, he's like, oh, he loves to be, like, do something romantic and also he loves procrastinating (laughs) yeah yeah love those love that combo (laughs) 
the best combo. So now we're at ZBZ and Casey's like wistfully packing up her room and she begins to look at like photos like in this drawer and then she comes across the photo <laughs> if you don't remember which photo I'm referring to it's the photo where it's been folded like of Kat- Casey Cappy and Evan together and she starts like folding it a couple of times to like take Cappy out of the picture put him back in and we uh, see her put the photo down and then she like reaches for her phone to call Ashley and this is where we cut to NYC, which is like a hundred percent just like a set on a lot. No, this is the universal New York City lot. Like I've literally like I'm not kidding. This is like what you take tours of. I I'm not joking. They That's show the so building funny. as soon as you walk in, like and they're always like, Yeah, people they really do shoot movies here. And you're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> they do. I've seen like Mindy Project shoots on that. A lot of shows shoot on it. It typically doesn't feel as obvious as this, though. This like, felt this so felt- obvious. Like, the extras are just, like, there's, like, people everywhere, but, like, in weird locations. Like, they're, like, all on, like, the stairs and, like, <laughs> it's it does not look like New York at all. <laughs> and so Ashley's on a coffee run for Faith Flowers. And um, Casey's like, you can tell she's kind of just looking for an excuse to call Ashley. She's like, I found your yoga for dummies DVD. And like, do you want me to mail it to you? And Ashley just says, no, I'm doing yoga for normal people now. (laughs) And Casey says um, she also found Cappy's t-shirt. And Ashley's like, stop thinking about Cappy and get out here ASAP. Honestly, good advice. Yeah. And Casey's like, well, how is the real world? And Ashley, you know, This is so real. She's like, I make no money. I share an apartment with four roommates. I have no air conditioning. And everyone's always like in a hurry here and angry. And then she uses the whistle that Rusty Rusty gave her to get in a taxi and like puts the coffees on the roof of of the cab. And then the cab just like drives off and she screams. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's so like your first job after college, though. Whenever my dad calls me and I like have like headphones in or I'm walking on this street, if I'm walking outside, he doesn't want to talk to me. And I think this is what he thinks New York is like. Like I think he thinks that it's like, (laughs) yeah, it is chaotic. Like this, it's like she's walking through like Times Square or something. Like that's kind of the energy it's giving, but it doesn't look like Times Square. It looks like just like a calm Brooklyn street. (laughs) Um, so now we're at the ZBZ house and Rebecca and the, this panel of ZBZs, including like Laura and Abby and Betsy, I think they're interviewing a house mother. Didn't Meanwhile, you? I thought Laura was a senior. I thought and Betsy. Betsy as well. There's I guess a lot of people. Keep some girls in the house. Yeah. There's a lot of people showing up that I'm like, pretty sure you were supposed to be a senior. Also, I thought Heath was just needed to do one more class for one more semester. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, did he just stay on campus for Calvin? I'm confused. He took a page out of the Cappy handbook. (laughs) So yeah, they're interviewing a house mother and they're asking about her policy of like letting boys stay over. And this, this interviewee is like, oh, like I align with ZBZ nationals. And then they kind of like, ask her again they're like what about your policy and she's like well you know my policy is always with zbz nationals and the girls are like clearly not into it because they don't like that this 
candidate like wants to align with nationals. And that's when Laura suggests that they should try Joan. <laughs> that drunk one, Joan. She's yeah. Um, that was the icky house mom, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess house mom. <laughs> she just like lived there sort of. <laughs> and Rebecca's like, I think we should just get someone senile. So like someone basically who like won't know what's going on. And then Dale overhears this and he offers to help because he says his church has plenty of them. And like, he's like, I have someone perfect in mind. Like she barely knows her own name. And this is where we start to clock. Like Rebecca is not really like into this idea, but Abby, particularly Abby and the other girls are kind of into this. And like, Abby starts to flirt with Dale about like, I forget what he. She says she likes his tie. And Laura immediately starts making fun of her. Jealous much, Laura? Yeah, Laura's definitely jealous. Yeah, she says something like, I can't not watch this. Like, okay, Laura, you were hooking up with him. It's like, okay, double negative, Laura. Can't not. <laughs> um, And Rebecca thinks, like, they should meet this woman. And so now we're outside of a lecture hall. Um, Not sure which one. Actually, no, we're outside of financial aid. Yeah, That's like where we are. law school in general. Yeah, with you were outside the law school financial aid office, and Evan and Casey run into each other. Um, I immediately just wrote, "Why is Evan still there?" And then I realized, "Oh, I guess he's going to CRU Law." I did we know this? I don't know. No. I don't think that was established. But also, just LOL at this man filing for financial aid. Like I get it, <laughs> but also it's like so you can't ask your parents for money but you're okay with asking for funds that are meant for kids who don't have parents who can give them money. Well, thank you. And also, are you that, like you're going to law school, you're not that stupid to think that they would give it to Evan Chambers of Evan International. Yeah, whose parents are like major donors and own buildings on campus. They don't care if you say, like, unless you're literally emancipated, which you're not, you're just decided not to talk to them anymore. Like, they're not going to do shit for you, bud. Because they said you couldn't get married before 25. (laughs) You're really like, okay, you're almost there. Thank God for that rule, because you would have been married to Franny. (laughs) Oh my God, Franny. Miss oh her. my gosh, I forgot that they were like considering marriage. <laughs> I miss her too. Um, so yeah, Evan was filling out the financial aid form and Casey was just returning her summer course book. And um they kind of start talking about DC and GW, and Evan's like, you know, you must be really excited to start over. And Casey kind of starts getting in her head again. And she's like, actually, that's like something I'm not looking forward to. But she's like, Well, I, I have no choice because I didn't get into CRU law. And Evan's like, that's kind of weird because your LSAT scores and your GPA were both higher than mine. And Casey's like, oh, you, yeah. Well, I guess she, so. He just says your LSAT score. And she goes, yeah. And my GPA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I guess they were sharing. I mean, I guess maybe they had a conversation like at dollars over a lemon dropping. Like, what did you get? <laughs> that though, I wouldn't be like as it wouldn't raise as much suspicions again because of the name on the building at CRU. That's where I thought this was going. It's good that it does prompt suspicions, but like, I wouldn't have been like jumped to conclusions like, Oh, this is about me. I would just be like, Oh, it's about Evan being Evan. 
Yes. Exactly. I, that's what I thought immediately. I was like, oh, well, because he's a Chambers, he got in. But um, Casey then says, you know, I really don't know why I didn't get in. And she's like, maybe it was my personal statement. And Evan just says, well, if it was me, I would want to know. Okay. Okay. Okay, King. Okay, Information King. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, you just always want to know. But uh, interesting that this is happening. This is also, I should have mentioned, like, it's like hours before she leaves for law school. <laughs> this is like less than two days away. She sits at one point 39 hours away. Yeah. So we're like at, like, it's interesting that she's now just deciding to kind of ponder this. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So now we're at the KT house and Cappy is being disgusting and he's just talking about his road trip and he's like naming all these places that also happen to be women's names. Like he's talking about like, I think he says Helena and Anna, Charlotte, Sydney. Yeah. yeah, Sydney. And they're like, oh my gosh, you went to Australia? And he's like, no. Like, and then he talks something about, like he mentions it's, that like Sydney's Sydney a Sydney lives in Orlando or something. Yeah, he's just being really, really cringy and icky. And um, Rusty walks in. Well, and all the all the KTs are also like fawning over him. Like they're loving every, they're relishing everything he's saying. Um, and Rusty walks in, and Cappy like tackles him because he's so happy to see him. And Rusty then immediately brings up Casey. Oh, also, I should mention Rusty is wearing like a cardigan, and he looks really good. <laughs> so I should mention. <laughs> I, it's really important. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Rusty immediately brings up Casey and Cappy's like, oh no, we're over. And then they start talking about Cinco de Mayo again. So like something must have went down and Rusty starts bringing up how Casey's leaving in two days. And he's like, well, you know, if you want to say goodbye, you still can, but Cappy is not planning to say anything. And he, he's like, you know, if, if telling me stories from the road are upsetting you, like I can get your class schedule. So it's not, it happens when you're not here. Okay, Cappy also is explicitly brings up that he's mad about the college relationship comment. Yeah. Yes. Like, well, she said it's just a college relationship. So. And at one point, Rusty says to Cappy that like that whole girl, like this girl's names and stuff, that's bullshit. Right. Or like, around, like something like that. And um, Cappy says, Oh, well, yeah. I mean, they had different names. Yeah. And then he uh, hates them and doesn't even remember one. It's like, stop making us hate you. And also, why would you think this is like a cool thing to say to your ex-girlfriend's brother? Like, I get that they have a different relationship, but you are trying to like put salt in the wound and you are being like, just, you know, you're being an ass. Yeah. And you were liking it. You're reveling in it. Yeah, he doesn't want Rusty to ever like be either equal or above him in like anybody else's standing or eyes. So if he gets close, like even I think even Rusty just walking in and being like, "Oh, like what's that? Like what about Casey?" Like that to him is I feel like 
Rusty showing that he has is capable of being himself outside of his relationship with Cappy, and it's annoying to him, especially when he's not on good terms with Casey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Cappy's just pressing. Like at the sight of everyone moving on, he's becoming more and more like boyish and insufferable. He's regressing behaviorally. I think he's all, he's just trying to prove he's having so much fun still being in college, and it's and like, I think he's. Oh, sorry. But I think you're right. And I think he's trying to prove that to himself too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and still enjoy all the things that he used to enjoy before he was in a serious relationship with Casey, which he is, it's so obvious that he's not. Yeah. And so he's talking about all these like women that he met and he starts saying something like bros before, and then Rusty cuts him off and just says, okay, cap. And then they just part ways. And it's like, Rusty is like really maturing and Cappy is doing the exact opposite. Yeah, and Rusty is like, I didn't hear if you said this, but he's like, there's still two days you could say goodbye. And Cappy's like, she's the one leaving. She could say goodbye to me. Ugh, that is so annoying. Like, you're the one who's being so mean to her and dumped her on her birthday and walked up to her on graduation, said nice hat, and then walked away. Like, Yeah, and she's about to move to a new city where she knows no one. And she's about to be starting a really challenging law school program at GW. It's reminding me of the end of this latest season of Southern Charm where Austin and Olivia have a chat and Austin is just wronged Olivia 10 ways to Sunday and they sit down and they start fighting and Austin's like, I thought you were going to come in here and be like, Austin, I'm so sorry. And she's like, what? Like, what? like where did you get right that? <laughs> Being like, well, she could come like say sorry to me and say bye to me. Like you're the one who has wronged her. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, now we're at the CRU Law Admissions Office and Casey is meeting with, we're assuming an admissions advisor. I don't think he has a name. And Casey's asking about her personal statement. And the man's like, oh, your personal statement was fine. And she's like, oh, well, you know, like, well, why wasn't I accepted? And he's he's like, oh, I, I can't tell you that. And so she's like, he does say like, oh, but you can apply again. I can give you some pointers if you want to apply again next year. And she's like, no, you don't have to worry about that. Like, I'm going to GW. Uh, and so when he hears that she's going somewhere else, He's like, okay, fine. I can, you know, I can look into like what happened. And he starts talking about her letters of recommendation. And he's like not fully saying like who wrote this letter, but it's like, he he's like, you had some, you had like several letters of recommendation, several positive ones, but there was like he's one bad one. He's yeah, like, a couple. A couple of really good ones. And she's like, why three? And he's like, yep. And a couple of them are really good. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, well, who is it from? Like, she wants to know who the other one was from. And he, like, will not tell her. Yeah. And we're like, oh, my gosh. Like, wouldn't that be awful? Like, imagine not getting in because, like, you know, like, letters of recommendation are kind of, like, you always give them to someone that you know will, like, praise you. Well, it's also, like, if someone can't give a good letter of recommendation or, like, doesn't have the time, they turn you down. Yeah. They say no. Yeah. Have y'all ever gotten a bad letter of recommendation? I wouldn't know. No, I've never gotten rejected from anything. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like I wouldn't ask anyone who I was like, even had remotely had like anything weird with or a teacher that I'm like, Ooh, I don't know if 
I don't know if everything didn't go well. I, I think I would just be like, no, it's, it's yeah, no, yeah. definitely. You can read the room. Like, okay. So now we're at the ZBZ house and Rebecca is like measuring the windows. She's looking to redecorate. Um, and Casey walks in and she's like, oh, like you're getting new curtains. And she's like, yeah, I'm getting rid of these ugly ones. And Casey's like, I picked those out. <laughs> and then, so Casey's walking into asking for a favor. Um, and she explains, um, that she got a bad letter of recommendation and that's why she didn't get into CRU law. <laughs> and Rebecca pretends to be surprised. She goes, <gasps> not everyone loves Casey Cartwright and Casey kind of like rolls her eyes and she's like would Joel give a bad letter of recommendation and she's like Casey why do you care you're going to GW like it's fine and then she reads her and she's like well you're annoyed because if you had gotten into CRU you would still be with Cappy um and Casey's like well whatever I worked my butt off for Joel and the only thing I can think of is that there's was weirdness that night over scotch and cookies when he thought that I didn't have a boyfriend and I did. Would he write a bad letter of recommendation because of that? And Rebecca's like, oh, that wasn't a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> like, obviously, why did she still ask him? Why did she? I wrote this in all caps. I was like, she asked Joel. Also, I don't even know that I wouldn't even ask him regularly even if you're in good terms go to another professor I agree but I think she'd already asked him oh like because she had done that work for him and then it had ended and then she started studying for the LSAT so I think she had asked him before the LSAT stuff oh yeah I honestly think she should have like contacted admissions and then like can you can you actually just not take that letter and she should have gone right to like her film professor I guess she, I don't know. She's so young. You would you wouldn't think that someone would be so like weird and vindictive. Honestly, over... the, the way that he was micromanaging her studying anyway, I wouldn't be surprised if he was like, "Let me write your letter." Right. I, I she didn't even ask him. Yeah. No, he definitely volunteered. I'm sure because he was a CRU alum too. Remember? So yeah. I feel like he was probably like, "It'll be really good to have a CRU alum." Joel. And Rebecca is just like, Casey, you're going to GW, you're moving to Washington, get over it. I'm like, true, get over it, please. You're leaving man, baby behind, go live your life. Now Rusty is playing cards with Calvin at Omega Chi and all of the brothers are like glaring at him and like looking at him like one false move and they're going to shank him. And Calvin is like kind of oblivious. <laughs> it's like Rusty's not, and he is too honored to be enjoying himself. And then homophobe comes over and he's like, makes some comment. And he's like, I guess we should just combine our houses at this point. And Calvin goes, Trip, why don't you like the KTs? And he goes, because they're KTs. He literally is just like everything that's wrong with humanity. And he walks away and Trip hears Rusty say, I really don't like that guy. But I don't know if 
Rusty was even trying to make him not hear. Like, he's so unlikable. And I guess it doesn't even matter because he just said to his face, I don't like KTs because they're KTs. So it's like, okay, who cares if you know Rusty doesn't like you? He has reasons to like you that aren't that you're Omega Kai. His reasons are you're an asshole. And I love that. Just because I really don't like him. Yeah, join the club. I know. And I fear he's going to get like a big storyline. We only have a few precious episodes left. And I think he's really creeping in. It's Phobes time now. I know. I'm like, uh, why is why is Trip still here? And why is he still getting lines? I know. Phobe in the spotlight. Alert, alert. Phobe in the spotlight. Stay safe. Um. So then Calvin kind of like playfully brings up Cappy's exploits this summer and Rusty is like not having it and Calvin is like okay yeah but what do you expect he's Peter Pan he'll be KT president for life and we see a little light bulb go off above Rusty's head now we're at the ZBZ house and Dale brings Miriam from his church <laughs> who has a quote <laughs> slight hearing problem and Rebecca starts screaming at Miriam and Miriam really cannot hear a goddamn thing and then she says is there a house father that I would share a room with <laughs> and Dale's like oh I'm sure she just means like for like activities and heavy lifting or whatever and she's like yeah I guess you could call it that like Miriam is hitting her stride essentially and Rebecca is like Dale she basically tells him to get lost she's like Dale I'm gonna be asking the questions thanks you can leave and he goes okay I'm gonna go hit the PMPs that's pots and pans hash or lingo <laughs> and winks at Abby <laughs> oh my god I love Abby is like very receptive to all of Dale's come on her heart's in flutter yeah she's giving him like doe eyes like she's looking at him like lovingly adoring truly like a rump roast (laughs) like Teddy looked at uh Teddy looked at Casey (laughs) other Casey Carlisle (laughs) the biggest eyes in the world before their kiss (laughs) <laughs> that's an a plug for our ice princess episode if you haven't given that a listen yeah all oh my the way gosh, through yeah. <laughs> yeah if you if you ever skip our movie recaps you definitely should not skip this one because it is so good I just actually re-listened to it myself and I was I was lulling myself <laughs> don't mind if I do I don't mind if I do. Thomas, I love that you'll re-listen to our episodes. I guess maybe I should try it out. Honestly, re-listening to the Ice Princess one, like I was like thoroughly entertained. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I forgot that we even said that. Like, because it was such a long episode too. Like we we literally covered so much. I had also, a hard enough time recording the episode. I can't listen to it three times. Just so everybody fully understands the context thomas also edits them so yeah. he's really listening the most. this is like I the fourth that. time i've listened it's a, it's like two and a half hours yeah it's honestly like calming like it's weirdly calming to like hear my own voice <laughs> i'm obsessed with that that's perfect okay so now um Evan is going to haggle at the financial aid office. He's holding up this check and he says, this is half of what I thought I was going to get. 
Um, and she's like, okay, Evan Chambers, your parents' name is on like our library. Like there are kids who actually need the aid. And he's like, I have to put a deposit down on an apartment today. I need this money. And she gives him a pamphlet for the law school dorms, which mind you, I'm sure are so very nice. CRU is nice. I bet his parents donated these dorms too. And he's like really pouty about it, but he takes the pamphlet and slinks away. So he got anything. I know. He got any kind of check. I know. He does not understand the value of a dollar as much as he would like to think that he does and tells people he does. That's the best part is like, especially later, he like says something and I'm like, you really think you've struggled. I know he really feels he's known hardship. So now at the KT house, Cappy, Beaver, Heath, and some other new random person that has been hanging around this episode, kind of like a wispy brunette, are looking at uh, the president-like throne chair and they have this foam pillow that is basically molded to Cappy's butt because he's Preds for life. And then Rusty walks in and he's like, oh, that's great, I guess. But what if uh, you don't stay president forever? And they're all like, huh? And Rusty's like, well, yeah, maybe somebody else wants to run. We did forget elections to have elections again. And now we find out the KTs have never held elections since Cappy was elected. And Cappy is, like, annoyed at first, but a little bit intrigued. Like, he's kind of, like, dance monkey. Like, okay. Um, So he's like, all right, well, we'll have elections tonight before the truce party. We'll have a duel to the death. And Rusty's like, okay, great. Wait, what what does that mean? And he's like, speeches under two minutes. (laughs) Um, So now Casey walks into... Joel's campaign office where there always seems to be an active campaign happening there's always a lot of commotion going on um and she's like oh hey you know I was accepted to GW and I'm leaving tomorrow and I was just curious about you know that letter of recommendation you wrote me which also I'm like pause did he only write a letter for CRU? Did she get different teachers for, for every application? So this is interesting. And this is why I think that he was like, I'll write you a CRU uh, uh, rec because I'm an alumni here. So like sometimes like, I don't know if it's the same. I'm sure I'm surmising it's the same, but for like grad school when I applied, like you have like, you could have like extras, like you could mm-hmm. have maybe two that you give to everybody and then like you know maybe throw in because they're an alumni here or like this person had you know had something to do with that program or knows something about whatever program you're applying to it like one specific school so you can like add on to the uh, to the request ones usually so I I think that's what I would yeah yeah I guess he was like CRU I went there you know yeah oh totally he's like let me just like talk about everything CRU I can talk about that night we had scotch and cookies yeah (laughs) um so 
she's basically confronting him like I know that this was a bad letter and he doesn't deny it he goes you got into GW be happy and she's like is it because I didn't tell you I had a boyfriend and he goes first of all I'm like why literally this is perfect example of how I feel like so many guys like this don't understand the value of a white lie where it's like okay you're lying about things that are actually bad to lie about go ahead with the white lie here like (laughs) (laughs) please um he goes yeah I feel you lacked integrity because you intentionally misled me and that made me question your character be more bitter like, I'm sorry, is this, this what happens when somebody gets blue balls? They have to ruin somebody's life? Like, what? Well, the fact that he told her, too, also just tells you that, like, he's not embarrassed by this. Like, he thinks that he's right. Yeah, I, I almost think he wanted her to find out. I feel like he wanted totally. to get the moment to tell her to fit her face, you lack integrity. He's it's so Im- think you're like what 27 we discussed his age ad nauseum in the episode but you're significantly older than her you have a real job you're mad this college kid was like sorry I have a boyfriend I can't kiss you ew what a free episode we had to record twice so we (laughs) oh yeah oh my gosh so we really had to relive that and I also don't like I I, she really didn't like mislead him either like I mean yeah like what even if she did it doesn't like it doesn't justify it's just so ridiculous it's all it's just embarrassing and he should feel ashamed and again like yeah it was her boss so misleading why would you talk to your boss about your romantic life and you should know like it just is so messed up and it's so like oh this is a knuckle sandwich if you want to talk about things that people shouldn't be should or shouldn't be doing, Joel, maybe you shouldn't be kissing your younger subordinate. Yeah. How about that? Hmm. How about that for integrity? We did they they didn't end up kissing though, right? They just got close. No, no, no they got close, yeah. He oh, thank should have gone in for the kiss. Yeah. He never should have shown up with scotch and cookies. Like And remember, imagine. like like even remember the like even though I know this was like a, it ended up being something different. But remember, when he like invited her over to his apartment. Yeah, yeah. no, he, her her like spidey senses were tingling from the beginning. Joel was a creep from day one. Just another creep in politics. <laughs> I mean, Rebecca warned when her. Would end. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca did warn her. It's just all so atrocious. So now we cut to Casey. Oh, you didn't say what he says, though. He says, you're smart, pretty girl. Good oh, luck in Washington. Yeah. Ew. Wow. So Casey's on the phone venting, telling the entire story. And she's saying, yeah, like, maybe I should be flattered that he said I'm a pretty girl. But that's not the point. And she's going through this whole story. And we think she's venting to Ashley. But we find out. I assume her roommate picked up the phone because she is like, well, make sure Ashley gets this message. Will you please relay it to her? (laughs) And then Rusty walks in um, and asks for her old campaign stuff. And he's telling her that he's going to run against Cappy. 
And she's like, really? And he's like, yeah, everybody's kind of having a similar surprised reaction. And Casey's like, you really need to know your audience. I don't think the KTs are going to go for like pink pins and puffy paint. Um, And Rusty's just like, I have no time left. It's tonight. I don't know what to do. And Casey's just all distracted. And Rusty's like, well, why don't you talk to me? Like you talk to Ashley, like maybe I can help. And she's like, I don't know. It's weird. But then she goes into the whole Joel situation um, and she's like, I don't know why I care so much. And Rusty is like, you care because you don't lack integrity, love. And she and- does. She even starts to question. She's like, was I stringing him along? Which I hate that he makes her question herself. I know. It doesn't matter. Which it doesn't matter. That's not the point. Because a little bit. But that doesn't mean that you lack integrity. Like, that's not, like, it, there was already the boss employee, rela- like, exactly. yeah, like, she did nothing wrong here. Yeah. No, no. And Rusty's like, well, you do need to do something because he can't get away with this. And Casey is like, so are you running against Cappy because you want to or for me? And he's like, well, what would you say if I said both? And she says I would say good luck and thank you cute I know I love this for them their relationship has grown so much like that I think that is where we've seen the most growth in this show like all together their relationship is just like so supportive so loving still like siblingy siblingy but like it's just he has her back and because he wants to and because he loves her and not just because he feels like she didn't ask him to do this. Obviously he's like, no, he doesn't want anything from getting her. vengeance. I also yeah. really appreciate his willingness to like call out Cappy, like in general, like just, I like that the writers have a guy calling out another guy for like behaving badly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's, not that Cappy's doing yes like he's egregious to us like it's not like he's doing anything like truly like sinister it's just like it's nice to see like if you have a real friend and you're a guy like it means something to be held to a higher standard that your friend knows you're capable of like that's important and I just like that they like have him being like this isn't the way you're behaving yes whether or not it's my sister is gross yeah yeah agreed So now we're at the Omega Kai house and Evan walks into Calvin's room, small knock, but again, just goes right in. And Calvin (laughs) is already trying on his toga. Of course, he's loving the theme. He looks amazing in it. Mm -hmm. He's slaying the day away. Um, And Evan is sharing his living situation woes. And (laughs) Calvin is like, oh, I mean, if you need to crash here, he points to Grant's empty bed. Um, oh, it's because it's Evan's room, I think. Or uh, can, oh, into Evan's room, I oh, think. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. That is it. He's moving into the president's quarters, and Evan's like, "No, I'm not gonna take the easy way out. I'm not gonna stay in the house." Um, and he's like, "You know, I really learned a lot, and I really respected how you handled everything over spring break." Basically, Calvin telling him that, like he's the problem well and also I think he means like getting them out of that legal situation right Mm -hmm. yeah that but and also 
level setting and being like, Evan, I love you, but you are not handling this correctly. Right. (laughs) Not your parents. It's not your money. It's your pride. Oh, wait. So Evan is currently staying in this room because Grant's gone. Calvin is in the process of moving into Evan's old room since he's president. Oh, okay. Got it. That makes more sense. Sorry. I was like lost on where we were because all the rooms in this house kind of look the same. Yeah. And I think they are filming in the same. It's the same set. Evan just walks into any single room, any room. Like he doesn't care whether or not it's his room. He'll just walk in. So. So now we're at the ZVZ house and Dale walks in with um, linens and Rebecca confronts him and she's like, listen, Dale, you're getting too involved. And by the way, I decided that we don't need a house mom. And Dale's like, but we do need a house mom. Nationals told us. And she's like, no, we need a house mom because Nationals told us. And Dale's like, yeah, that's what I said. And she's like so annoyed with him and she's getting so fed up. And she's like, all this help for the girls and especially Abby, like it's just too much. And then Abby and some of the other girls rush in and they see that Dale got them the linens from the motel across the street for the toga party and they're all happy and Rebecca is like fuming. She's like really gotten a bee in her bonnet about Dale. Like maybe he's overstepping a little bit, but ultimately he is helping. I guess like the flirting with Abby, but Abby seems to be inviting it, but I could see, I guess that kind of being a line. But I don't think that's where Rebecca's coming from at all. No, and I think Rebecca's last... worried about the integrity of a hasher flirting with someone. No. Yeah, she doesn't care about that. She's she hooked up with the last hasher while he was dating the president. Who was her friend? Such a good point. Amazing <laughs> point. Who also, mind you, showed up at a bunch of different Greek events. So just keep that in the back pocket. So now Casey is literally dressed like she is in an episode of Suits. She's waiting outside the admissions office um, for a meeting and Joel shows up livid. And he's like, did you really call an admissions meeting? They made up their mind. Um, And she's like, you changed my entire life with one sentence. So either you explain this or you rescind your letter. And Joel basically admits he's like you want me to like say that I said all this because of this situation with your boyfriend that'll make me look terrible and she's like that's the point and then he does admit he's like okay like I can admit that my personal feelings colored this letter a little bit and then the admissions um representative walks in And he's like, Casey, I didn't know we had another meeting today. I wasn't expecting you. And she's like, no, we didn't. (laughs) And Joel is like, oh, so basically Casey just wanted Joel to admit that he did that because of his personal feelings. And I respect that. It's a good move. Um, I think it, it might have been towing the line a little bit too much to actually call the meeting. I think she did it perfectly. Um, and then she goes, remember when you told me that some people are meant to be in your life forever and some are just passing through? Thanks for that. And struts away. So good. Yes, Casey. Kitten heel click clack. Um. Now we're at the KT house and Beaver is kicking off the speeches. 
Heath is like bewildered. He's like, according to the bylaws, we have been running this show completely incorrectly. Um, we are supposed to be having elections. We're supposed to be voting. Um, and then Cappy walks out in his full toga outfit, outfit, ready to give his speech. And he's like, I have led this house to success. The record shows. And we have the most fun. And the only thing you can have besides the most fun when you're already having the most fun is less fun. So the only alternative is to have less fun. And then he's, which again, he's convincing himself he's having fun. I'm fine. This is fun. I didn't graduate. It's fine. Then he leads uh, the crowd in a toga, toga chant. And then he passes by Rusty and he whispers, theatrics that's what the people want (laughs) (laughs) and rusty goes up and he's starting on a a rocky note for his speech and then he kind of abandons whatever plan he had and he says if i'm elected i promise i'm gonna get you all laid and that's it and everybody starts chanting spitter (laughs) spitter um and they're very excited about this They all get so excited that they can't even sit down long enough to vote. They decide it's time to go to the party. And he says, you know what? Oh, no. He's just like, we have to vote, you guys. We have to vote. And Beaver is like, no, we'll go to the party and it'll give us more time to think about our vote and digest those wonderful speeches. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I just realized Catherine has not been in this episode. No, I miss her. Wink, wink. What? What? <laughs> Thomas having <laughs> Thomas experiencing real emotion in that moment just hit me so hard. What did you say about her? I said she's at Yale. Wink, wink. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh I thought you were reacting. I thought you. Were, yeah, I thought you. Were I, I heard she's in hell. <gasps> <laughs> wow well i don't know what yale law school is like but... oh my gosh yeah could be a form okay so um casey is filling ash in on her seamstressing and how she got joel to admit the truth and we see ash on the other line panting as she's walking up the stairs to her apartment She's really struggling. I, I guess this is like a fifth or sixth floor walk up. We've been there, Ash. And she's saying that Casey has to get out there so she can see uh, Ashley's New York butt because <laughs> of all the stairs she's been climbing. And uh, Casey's like, yeah, I only have a few more boxes. And Cappy and Ashley on the other line is like, forget about Cappy, get out here. And she's like, no, Cappy is here. And he's literally walking towards her. And um, there are, oh, by the way, she's on campus right now. I should have said that earlier. But she sees him like walking out of somewhere with a bunch of beers in his toga outfit with all of the KTs surrounding him. And Casey says to Ashley, I have one more thing to do. And Ashley is like still on the phone with her. And she walks up to Kathy and she says, nice toga. Damn. And I do kind of wish she had left it there, but I get why she didn't. 
I, I know I would not have been able to resist. No, and she shouldn't have. Ultimately, she said good, impactful things, but it was really funny. Um, and he says like touche. And then she says basically that this was the worst summer of her life. And um the fact that he was able to like ignore her and just leave was like so hurtful to her. And she says, Goodbye, Kathy. And Ashley's still on the phone. She goes, Goodbye, Kathy, you suck. <laughs> And, and she goes, this is Ashley. <laughs> and when she walks away, Ashley's like, did he hear me? Did he know it was me? I love that. I love that. Like, I love how Ashley's still involved so much in all of these conversations. I know. I know. And I do think it would be even more cutting in this situation to know Ashley is against you. Mm. Because, of course, Casey is. But knowing Ashley, who everybody wants on their side, thinks you suck. Right. And Ashley, or sorry, Casey says, you know, okay, good. I can like finally move on now to Ashley. And then she realizes she's getting a call from a university number. And Ashley's like, put us on a three-way call. I don't have any television. <laughs> You're better than uh, reality TV. And Casey kind of like says like, I don't think I should do that. And then she's like, oh, fine, whatever. And she does it and you see her face. We don't hear the phone call, but you see her looking excited and happy. It looks like a good call. So now we're at the toga toga party. We're at the toga party at Omega's High, and it's in full effect. Cappy is trying to give everybody beers, and like they already have some. They're ba- like he's basically trying to get votes. Um, but the guys are like, "Oh, Rusty already got us some." <laughs> and then Beaver is thanking Rusty for already fulfilling his campaign promise because he's already hooked up with a girl at the party. And um, Cappy is like, this is just a coincidence. This, you know, <laughs> this has nothing to do with his campaign. And then he says, A2 Beaver. <laughs> oh, and, um, really a fool's Aaron trying to explain logic to Beaver. No. You should, you should know your uh, people better. Yeah, know your audience, as he said himself. And so Beaver walks away and Rusty says, like, the brilliance of his plan is basically that he never specified when any of them would get laid. So the next time all of them do, they think it's him living up to his campaign promise. And Cappy says that maybe he'll go celibate just to prove that Rusty is a liar. <laughs> and so <laughs> then we see Rusty walk up to Heath, who's sitting with Calvin, and he, like, whispers in Heath's ear. He says, uh, look at that. My campaign promise already fulfilled. You're welcome. He's like, I was already with, I've been with Calvin. He's been my boyfriend. And we see like Rusty walking around the party, talking to people, Kathy walking around the party. They're both like whipping votes, basically. And eventually Kathy, like, I think he realizes he's going to lose. And he says, I'm calling off the election. Literally taking his ball and going home. Yeah, he's flipping the, the board game table. And Rusty's like, you can't do that. You're becoming a dictator because you're scared of the future. Emphasis and, on the dick part. They really yes. you're being a dictator. Yeah. And Kathy's like, why do you care? And Rusty says, because it's killing me to not have my sister around. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it's not killing you. Sad. Yeah really really sweet I loved this I was like Rusty finally you're really coming through Mm. and 
Cappy did need to be taught this lesson because I think like he tells himself that KT couldn't survive without him. But the fact that Rusty came this close to winning or possibly could have won shows that they would be fine. And it's, yeah. it's just an excuse that he's telling himself. All they need is a leader. They're like the plastics. Just swap one out. And mm-hmm. what are we doing this weekend? I mean, that group of guys is not very smart they would literally worship like a melon on a stick they don't they don't need... even need a president they just need a babysitter honestly yeah. Yeah. They, they heartbeat really we could test out ai on them <laughs> <laughs> um so now the entire party is dancing to shout they definitely like balled out for the licensing for this. yeah to get the rights to shout i'm like why this song we've never heard another like actual like non-greek world song besides from the plain white tees until now this was so funny and then we go to a table where abby and betsy and dale are and they're talking about like getting foot massages and dale is offering to give them to them it's very weird and rebecca walks up and is like why are you here to dale and dale says it's fine that he came with Betsy and Abby and he's I I roll with Abby and Betsy (laughs) which I kind of love that trio it's very cute and he's like I even wore our letters and he shows that he's wearing his CBC t-shirt and Rebecca is so mean to him over this she like is trying to rip the shirt off of him she's so mad she says she basically like calls him fat in some way. I didn't write down what she said. So but she- he's like, I'm I'm basically one of the girls. And she goes, Yeah, except we're pretty and thin. I hate that. Ooh. I know. And then Dale hits her well, with he's a- not fat. No. Dale hits her with a classic Dina uh from Jersey Shore comeback. He says, I can diet, but you'll always be ugly on the inside. Whoa. I might be fat, Mike, but I can lose weight for free. You got to cost you about $10,000 to fix your ugly face. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, what season is that? That's in Italy. (laughs) Oh, the cruise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're in Italy at that point, if you were wondering. Um, Clearly, I love that show. Um. (laughs) <laughs> so now she's trying to rip the shirt off of his body. It's getting physical. Calvin comes to break up the fight. Rebecca is like screaming at Dale. Um, Dale's like, I have a place here. I'm the eyes and the ears of this whole institution. Otherwise, how would I know that the KTs helped to elect Calvin to make this truce happen? And as he screams it, it's the quiet part in Shout. A little bit where they're all down on the ground and you see Mr. Phobe himself stand up trip like as everyone's crouched down he stands up and he's like the KT's helped elect Calvin and you see Heath in the crowd trying to get everybody to stand up and start singing again and like so does uh and Calvin starts singing too he's like a little bit louder now a little bit louder now a little and it's like kind of off the music yeah Yeah. so then yeah so then they kind of keep going we don't see the fault from that yet but like we know it's not gonna be good and Rebecca's just like staring Mm mm-hmm the thing, though, I will say about this 
is it's not like inherently incriminating. Like we don't, I don't feel like we get enough detail to warrant some of the backlash that comes like some of the like emotional reaction. Cause it could have just like, we don't know what it is for all we know. It could have just been like, he mm-hmm. being like oh you would you should run like we'd love if you ran and like why yeah. would you want a truce but I feel but like of course they don't want a truce yeah but I also feel like because of how weird everything happened on spring break like they're immediately like oh like you guys had something to do with that like because of yeah. how crazy it all was um so now Rusty is at his apartment and he answers the door and it's Kathy and Kathy says, it's, I think it's the next day. Kathy's like, yeah. they're still voting at the house. And Rusty says, oh, is it because Beavers keeps losing count? And Kathy's like, it's worse than Florida in 2000. <laughs> and that's when he says he's sorry for being a dictator and not being respectful about Casey, which thank God he apologized for yes, this. Yes, thank God. To get it, like, I can never forgive you. You're really pissing me off. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when Rusty says, you know, he was pissed at him and that's why he was running against Cappy and he wanted to hurt him in another way. And Cappy says that he uh, he didn't say anything to Casey because if he says goodbye, then that would like really be it for them. And Rusty says, well, so what was your answer then? Just to do nothing? Like that's the end then too. And Cappy says he's scared because she was right. That change scares him. Change scares him, and he's also really scared to lose her. And Rusty says, "Well, you are losing her forever." Yeah. Hello. Knock knock. Oh, yeah. It's just like the classic, like deny. It's the classic Jordan Ray Jordans. Deny, deny, deny. Oh my God! This is so Jordan Ray Jordan. Wait, and that happened in this same doorway. God, <gasps> you know who Ash should really hit up. Oh my gosh, we a Whoa, spinoff with right, okay. Ashley and Jordan. A spinoff? Imagine. You think JRJ is one of her roommates? No. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh, wait, it took me so long to put together who JRJ was, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan Ray Jordan. It took me a second too, but we're there as evidenced by the five second pause we're there <laughs> we're the pause will stay in the recording so evan is moving out i guess from his room still and calvin comes in and he's apologizing for like this whole scheme to evan which it's like why and evan's yeah. really rude evan's just like well, this is what i mean i'm like evan you don't even like really know the extent of it and all you're mad at is that you originally said calvin would be a bad president and then he got elected like that's essentially what he has to be bitter about yeah and wouldn't it be even more proof like you he was worried that calvin didn't have like the chops to like fight for it kind of and like he did he was smart he outsmarted everybody so Anyway, whatever. He's Evan's like, I'm an alum now. I don't care. Good luck. And leaves. All right. It's like weird. It's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I'm like, why are you upset? This is so weird. Yeah. So now Casey is sitting on her bed and she is once again staring at the photo of her, Cappy, and Evan. The infamous trio photo. Her, Cappy, it's sorry, it's not a trio photo. It's her, Cappy, Evan, and Evan's soul patch. (laughs) Oh my God. 
<laughs> and that's when Kathy is like calling out to her and he climbs through her window. He scales her balcony. <laughs> I bet he's done that before, but I guess he's getting older. So it's really hard for him this time. Yeah. And he says he wants to apologize for everything. And he says, you're right that I'm scared. He, I, he wants to make it work, even if it's hard. Like he wants to do long distance. And she kind of cuts him off and she's like, I got into CRU. I'm staying. And he's so excited. He's like, that's amazing. So we can try again. And she's like, no, I'm not staying for you. I'm staying because I wasn't ready to leave. And I wanted to go to law school here. And she says, nothing has changed with us. Um, you know, he's like, is it a little about me? (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, we can't just try again after everything because you, nothing is different like you haven't shown me that anything is different and he says that he can change and he will change and she says until then it's all talk until he actually does make any like changes and And she also says if they did get back together without him changing that would make her question her integrity Mm. integrity callback so then he asks if they have another shot and she says maybe and he said he like he kind of takes that he's like okay well at least you're staying it's something to hope for and like the, the third the third item in dean bowman's speech exactly yeah. and then the he goes to leave out the balcony and she's like the door is open he goes you know casey i really appreciate mm-hmm. you leaving it open for me and she goes no the door like the front door and Oof. so he yeah humbled <laughs> humbled um, as he deserves many more mm-hmm. humblings to come yeah and he i think he also went during his apology also apologizes for cinco de mayo like, yeah sorry. he does he says it's for cinco de mayo and for nice hat <laughs> yeah. dude the nice hat thing at one point when she's talking to Ashley in the beginning, she tells Ashley, she's like, I've been thinking about nice hat all summer. <laughs> that is yeah, something. That would that, haunt me. That would haunt me. Um, I don't know how, like, I feel about this in this moment because it doesn't seem clear to me how he wants to be changing. Like, he's like, I'll change, but it's like, but what are you saying you're going to do? Because it's just, like, generally, like, graduate, or is it, like, I'm going to start, like, taking myself more seriously? Like, what is the change? Well, that's, well, yeah, and I like that that's kind of what she says. She's like, okay, like, you can say that, but unless I see something, that doesn't mean anything, which I really like. I feel like in this moment, she's gained so much respect for herself, like, Mm -hmm. Because Cappy loves to talk. He talks a lot. He said a few episodes ago that he would follow her anywhere. So I'm so proud of her. She has like such a strong sense of self now. No. Totally. And she's not letting me. She's got integrity. Right. She's got great integrity. So now we see Rebecca slicing bagels in the kitchen. Guillotining the bagels. (laughs) And Dale walks in and he admits, he was like, yeah, maybe I went too far. You're right. I'm not as easy, although I wouldn't mind being one. And he asked her, he's like, why don't you like me? And she's like, you're weird. That's what she flat out says. And she's like, as president of the number one house, the house is like, uh, you know, status is now resting on her shoulders. And she has to, she says that she has to make sure that they look good and he doesn't help that. 
and he asks why the Greek system is based on looks. And she says that the world is, mm-hmm. and he like takes this as, oh, okay, well, are you saying that if I like looked better, I would like get with better girls basically he's like I need better bait to catch better fish is what he says yeah yeah really weird this whole episode I guess is kind of about Dale wanting to like meet women so Casey walks in and the Rebecca's like hey uh when are you leaving and when will my room be ready and Casey says that she's decided to stay and Rebecca is like not here (laughs) it's a tough morning for Bex yeah also so, she's staying in the zbz i guess yeah, and casey doesn't the mother, the casey mother. doesn't give her any more info than that yeah so now we see casey on the phone with ashley walking down like the staircase at zbz that we first saw her walk down in that very first episode and she's on the phone and she says you know she's breaking the news to ash she says we'll still talk every day and Ashley asks, like, is this the right decision for you? And that's when Rusty walks in. He says to say hi to Ashley. Then you hear Ashley yelling at someone on the street and blowing her whistle right into the phone. And Casey says to Rusty, Ashley loves her whistle. She does. She's really been getting good use of it. He's so happy to hear. He's like, he's really, like, as soon as he walks in, he says, oh, tell Ashley I say hi. Uh, so um no Dana this episode uh so now but in the ice princess recap go go listen go listen um so now Casey apologizes to Rusty that he won't be the lone cart right on campus anymore and he's like that's fine just don't show up to any parties because that's weird and um she asks him how the election went and he says well, Cappy assured me that this would be his last year. And Casey says, as president or at CRU? And Rusty says that he didn't specify. And Casey says something to hope for. And the door to the house closes the front door. Now, I'm Bills. This would have been the perfect series finale to me. Like, yeah. It would have been, yeah. You well, I guess looked- I don't know what the series finale actually looks like. Right. I guess like, I think they tie up things more like in a neater bow in the series finale. Like there's more like answers. And I just like love like an open-ended. Like I think also visually, I feel like this ended perfectly because it ended yeah. so much like the first scene of the, or the first mm-hmm. scene of the first episode, like of them yeah. sitting on the step together. And like, it just felt so full circle that I think I was like wishing that it was because I love yeah. that. There was like resolve in a way enough enough but like so much like there was still like enough op- up in the air that you're like okay in my mind they get back together or they don't if you don't want them together like it can be whatever you want but obviously like it is a really nice way to open up the and the last season because it does feel like everything is getting yeah wrapped. I think I'd be disappointed if I mean from Casey, Rusty, Cappy perspective, I like this as the ending, but I think from like a Rebecca perspective, I'd be disappointed if this is how the the series yeah, ended for her. Right. right. And trip. Yeah, we gotta see what happens to Trip. We need a redemption. We need we need yeah. him to redeem himself. He only has a couple more episodes. I this is such that. a great sode. I don't think that there is a trip redemption arc. As there should not be. He well, there's no like 
he doesn't want to be redeemed. No, so irredeemable. I loved the brother sister moment at the end. Damn. I mean, can we talk about Rusty? Rusty. Well, should we talk about winners and losers? Winners and losers. Winner, Rusty, hardcore. Rusty, 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 Rusty. Is this the first time Rusty has gotten a three all around winner? I think so. I could go back and into the records, but it feels like it. It feels like it's been a while at least. I mean, he knocked it out of the park. He really did. Like there were no parts where I was like, I mean, I guess maybe his campaign promise, but at the same time, like it was funny. He knew his audience. Knew his audience, yeah. He took Casey's advice, Cappy's theatrical advice, Mm -hmm. and with precision, <laughs> he delivered. Mm-hmm. So in, good. In a cardigan. And mm-hmm. yeah, let's not forget in a cardigan. Who could forget? Oh, yeah, I really thought he it was. He put it on and said it's his favorite. Whatever he was, do you think he was camp counseling again over the summer and that's what made him grow up? Or do you think he was? I feel like he was at CRU over the summer. I think maybe working on his project. Yeah, and I think he wanted to be around Casey for a little bit longer. Yeah. He was doing some self-discovery. <laughs> He's yeah. really so sweet. Losers? Hmm. I almost am giving it to Joel, but I don't think he's a big enough role that I want to. I think I'm going to tie it, Dale and Rebecca. I, I was going to say the exact same thing, not to bandwagon it again, but I agree. I think Rebecca a little bit more, but Dale blowing the top off the revenge chairs masterpiece, not great. Yeah, and I can also say maybe like a hint, a splash of Evan in there. Come on, dude. Well, Evan Evan really teases us with like being really cool one episode and then going back to his baseline, which like, I feel like this is his baseline isn't neutral. His baseline is a little bit below neutral. Yeah. His baseline is a little bit shitty. Totally. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that for sure. Thomas, who's your loser? Yeah. I think I have to say Rebecca only because she was just so mean to Dale. Uh, you know, for like not a, no real reason like I was kind of like I didn't even know they I I mean I knew they knew each other but I was like this is the first time we're seeing her truly hate him no she never liked him they've like gone at it before but not I guess that's true I guess it just hadn't been as like prominent in the episode until now yeah yeah but I don't know there were a couple losers Cappy honestly even and like Evan Joel Trip. I can't give it to Cappy one more time. I've given it to him so many times. I also feel like the end, he redeems himself, so. Yeah, yeah, he at least had. I think, like, Rebecca was just kind of cruel the entire time, whereas Cappy had, like, he changed his mind. Yeah, like, at least he had the romantic last-minute moments. I do like about his speech the accountability aspect. Like, I feel like that's really important for redemption. Like, it's not just, like, a blanket, I'm sorry. Like, I like that he has the the I'll show you part of it because I feel like it makes, it gives us the viewer the ability to forgive him because it's hard for me right now. And it's something to hope for, really. It's something to hope for. Well, now we just need to see it too because I feel like we've heard in so many different ways how he can change or how he might change. And it's just like, okay, now just do something. 
Yeah, now it's Polar Express seeing is believing time. Right. I love also the relaying of the information that he says this will be his last year. Wow. Wow. He didn't specify. Like, there's no way Cappy wants to stick around not president. Yeah. That's too sad even for him. Right. We just need like Kelsey slash Abby to be in the background being like, it's our last chance to share the stage. Is that the oh. third high school musical? Yeah. Do you remember that? No. I've never oh seen gosh. it all the way through. The that was her time. solo. It's honestly the third one. Is she had good. a solo. Yeah, she has a lot of solos in the third one. Oh my God. I always think of, you know, the words once upon a time. Make you <laughs> listen. There's a reason. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't remember if we kept that in when we were recording. <laughs> I'm just saying what she sounded like doing her solo. Exactly. It's... Are, are you calling me a bad singer? <laughs> <laughs> you sounded great, honestly. <laughs> That's my Kelsey impression. I'm sorry. Wait, Hi. were we calling her Kelsey this whole time? Sometimes we called her Abby, but sometimes I sometimes I type Kelsey. It's like when I call Dana Becca. <laughs> super bad just stuck in my mind well all right well thanks for joining joining us us on this this down 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 down